previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. I believe they went through that door. These slimes do not seem to react to devil authority. Hey, we don't gotta, we don't gotta do this, buddy. This is gonna be very educational for all of us. I guess I need to take this a bit more seriously. And lock my arms around his throat and neck and immediately just start choking the ever-loving what? shit out of him. Oh my what? god! Now you rapscallions aren't gonna- Torn, you see that the white slimes have begun to pour in cubicles of people in chains and the level of suit beginning to reach their ankles. You think we should be nicer to Torin? And Twilight points at the giant devil that's spewing out soup out of its body. I'm now a giant orange Tyrannosaurus Rex. And as you keep- as the level keeps descending, you don't see human heads. As where each person was now sits a newly transformed Lemure. We will be converting Robin's Tower into location for all new cube smilty. Tell one of them the truth. We need to do that or all of this is gonna fall apart. I... I'll think about it. Swear to you, I won't use my shotgun in the lab ever again. And and I and I and I promise I'll end up clean up the next time any of the kids you know crap themselves. Just please wake up. Please. Please, Angel, just wake up. Will will you really clean up after the kids? Angel? Hey, you're alive. Oh, God. You're alive. Ow, out, Gentle, please. Sorry. Yo, sorry, sorry. I'm just so... I'm just so glad you're okay. How did you... How did you survive? J-Mark and Manny saved me. You sound so familiar with them now. They told me you knew where LaRong took me. How did you know? We got captured at the parade. I don't know. I just had a feeling is all. Good thing I was right. Well, you really missed a lot. Let me start from the beginning. Greetings, consumers. I'm your Pokovnik, Laurent, back once more for giving you updates to State of City. We are impressed with the willingness of encroachers who are competing in new cube smirty. Your passion and your deaths will be forever appreciated by Nadsmodushik and our consumers. But we are still looking for great competitors who can provide real challenge. So, we will be increasing stakes in Ultimate Tournament. In three months' time, we invite any and all contenders to compete for Ultimate Prize. Membership as one of our Nadsmodushik. Da, you are healing me correctly. Very soon, we will be hosting Cube Smilty Tournament. All interested hunters, police officers, and encroachers have opportunity to win and anything goes in tournament. Feel free to bling any weapons, tamed beasts, or allies you are liking. But know this, there can be only one winner. 
So if you are bringing allies, you will be fighting them eventually. But is good opportunity to go far. Once again, three months time, Cube Smilty tournament at former location of Robin's Tower. Hello, my lovely, lovely listeners. I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. <sighs> How is that? It's a start. It's just not fully there yet. You have to add more energy. Uh, here, try this. <clears throat> good day, good day, my lovely, lovely listeners. I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. Like that, see? Right, right. Uh, sorry, it just still feels weird talking like her. It's fine. I get it. Hey, uh, tell you what. Why don't we take a break? It's game day today. Uh, do you want to come and tune in? No, no, you go. You go ahead. Um, I want to practice a little bit more. All right. But make sure you take a break when you need it, okay? We need to be strategic with how we use Robin's voice. I agree. I'm worried Robin won't be as effective the more we use her. It won't be long before the heads of Petrebaliet come out themselves. And that's not the only concern. Yeah, there's no telling how long before Riley reverts. I just wish I knew what Angel gave them. Hey Mitch, Amelia, I got some news for you. Yeah? My sister is awake! <sighs> I mean, she was. What do you mean? So, like, she woke up and was cognizant, but she just, you know, went back to sleep, got some rest. But she's okay! Thank the gods. Could you ask her what she gave Riley? Mitch! Sorry. I mean, uh... After she's rested some more. I'll, I'll ask her as soon as I can. I gotta go and keep an eye on her some more. Well, he's practically dancing. I get it. Family is important. So, you have your game today, yes? <sighs> yeah, uh, gotta keep the kids entertained. Kevin can't finish up on our defenses without the Chris's help, so, uh, we gotta play. You know... I've been thinking about renaming the Phoenix. Really? Why? Just a thought. The Phoenix was Yang's group. And it consisted of well-trained radicals with an aggressive mentality. And now we're this. A group of kids, mutated rock people, and us. It's not exactly the same as where we started, is it? <laughs> yeah. I never thought of it that way. Hey, is it game time? Yeah. Manny, Jay, come on. Gather around, everyone. All right, coming. Let's continue the adventure. So, last we left... Wait. Yes, get in here, get in here, get in here. Okay. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. Let's start. I'm here, but don't tell me what to do. I... All right, man, you don't gotta sit. It's fine. It's gonna be weird, and you're gonna get tired, but you don't gotta sit. You know what? I think I will sit. Give me your chair. Okay, yeah, sure. No, this was, you totally, you thought of this. 
Manny, you're getting in this game with a weird energy, my guy. Because I didn't get... I had my hands around that platinum son of a bitch's hands. <laughs> or not hands, throat. What is I had my hands around his throat. Manny, you've been mm. pissed about this for the last two weeks. Are you still on this? I'll break through that plot armor somehow. Charlie, can you hand me the stool in the corner? For you. I recognize you. I, 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 don't, I don't think that we're going to get... I mean, I couldn't banish the, the thing, so... I don't know that, that we're... Yeah, but that was magic and weapons. This time I used strength. And it got somewhere. Uh, <laughs> If only we hadn't fought in a room full of steroids. So you're saying you want to just solo dolo the Platinum Devil when he comes back? <laughs> we could just stand by, bud. I mean, currently Vert's not in the greatest of shapes. He probably would have to stand off to the side. We believe in you, Torn. Go do it. Go go jump in that soup. Vert's part of the group. I dragged him. I dragged him outside the door with us through the slide of fluids. That's probably true. Yeah. That... So, uh, Mitchy. Charlie brought your chair. What, what what are we doing now? We let's let's start. Let's play. I mean, I I felt like the awkward but continual commentary was building to something. But when I last left you, you had been pushed out of the the for lack of a better name soup kitchen, uh, and you were in a. I just pass. thought of something. Yes. We completely abandoned Celine back there. Yeah, Celine is with us. She got swept away with the soup. She did. I thought she was still up on the scaffolding. Wait, did she? Oh no! <laughs> we left Selena! She was still up in the main way we came in. <laughs> she never jumped down. Oh no! But the door to the soup kitchen has slammed shut behind you right after it was revealed that the true purpose of the soup at its ax absolute maximum density? Consistency? Potency? Was that it skipped the whole process of killing them and went right to becoming low-level devils. Or levels. Or Lemures. So, an army of Lemures is now sitting pretty much directly underneath the new headquarters for the Nag, assuming they can fight off all of the uh, all of the devils that are now raiding the main gate after that got uh, opened by Boyle, the devil. Good old Boyles. Uh, and you have been washed out of the soup. You are in the bottom of a gorge. There is a path leading uphill, but it curves around, and you can't see exactly where it goes. A uh, flood of soup is being absorbed into the ground around you, and there is a succubus, much like Debilica, laying, uh, laying unconscious at your feet. Uh, she at has a, uh, you know, just whoever's near. Uh, it's it's pretty much irrelevant here, because uh, either of you or any of you could be. Uh, she has a head of curly red hair and purple skin, right? Purple skin, red hair, and and we have fourteen people with us that uh that that we saved. You have in fact saved fourteen people. All of them are unconscious, and I believe Torin has purged two of them of the soup. Debilica, what are you doing on the ground? Get up! Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's not Debilica, buddy. Torin, are you waking her up? And what are you talking about, Twilight One? This is obviously Debilica. It's really it not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look at the purple skin. Uh, yeah, the Bellica has red skin. Ah, Bert, you're talking crazy, like always. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hello? And the 
that devil lady's starting to wake up a little bit. Torn just picks her up, shakes her a little bit, is like, Hey there, Twilight's buddy. Oh, uh, hi. Hi, hi. Oh, oh, what? Hold on. Had a mouthful of soup. Hold on. Hold uh, mm, kept it down. Mm. That is not how I wanted to introduce myself. I go by Incon. Could you please put me down? Well, you heard the wizard, and I just... Don't do it. On. Hold him. Oh. That's a devil. Keep well, if her you still. hold me, how are you going to hold this... 14 people you have there? Look at those muscles. They'll figure it out themselves. Surely for a mighty hero such as yourself, saving 14 people is more important than keeping a single hostage. Please, you can let me go. I won't be any trouble. I'll just flitter on about my way on my cute little wings. I, I won't be any trouble whatsoever. Yeah, hold her right there. You talk like I'm some sort of Oath of Champion. I'm an Oath of Vengeance. I do other stuff. Twilight is going to run up and draw their rapier and talon sword, and uh, they're going to stab them through the succubus's wings and pin them down. Uh, go ahead and make two attack rolls. Okie dokie. Ooh. Okay, the first one is a 21. Not natural. Obviously, I... I always do that as soon as the 20 comes out of my mouth. And the second attack is uh, just an 8. Okay. But is she at disadvantage because she's currently being held? I will grant you that. Also, I, I also think it might be in the rules. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to roll again. Okay, so the second one was a 24. Okay, there you go. You got two hits. Roll damage, and if they hit, she'll be pinned. Well, they hit. Do some damage. They're pinned. Okay, that is five damage. Uh, I get the plus one because she's a devil. So so that's with the rapier. That's five damage. And with the talon sword, the talon sword is also a five. And she needs to make a constitution save to see if she is wounded or not. Oh, wait, sorry. The talon sword is five plus dex. So actually a seven. Ooh, how fun. Uh, she got a three, so she's gonna fail the save, so go ahead and open a wound on her. Yep, yep, so she now has a big old wound in one of her wings where I have her pinned. You wanna, you wanna just say it takes the wing? Uh, I want her pinned. I'm concerned that if we just take the wing, it'll just give her a means of escape or something. Okay, okay, I gave you the choice, you made the choice, that's fine. So Twilight has her completely pinned, and what you all notice, because Twilight has been channeling more of the rogue side a little bit more, is that you can see some black, inky patterns kind of bubbling up on the surface of their skin a little bit. A little bit of a, little bit of like a real tight, uh, patterned tattoo starts forming over Twilight's skin. They start doing lightning-based ninjutsu. Yeah, yeah, you know, as you do, believe it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but no, no. So Twilight first goes, don't move. And then, <sighs> I mean, please don't move, please. We've had a really long day. If you could stay still, that would be really great. Well, you're hardly giving me any choices, huh? Not really, no. I'm, I'm sure there's still a way we could just talk our way around this, this awkwardness. Yeah, well, no. Uh, Vert walks over and starts to pat... Incon down, uh, looking for... Ooh. Um, yeah, it, it's not like that. You're not my type. Ooh, no, lower. Lower, please. Oh, you are not 
even a little bit. Oh, um, no, I'm, I'm trying to help you lower. <laughs> Vert's looking for any kind of uh, like IDs or the uh, communication crystals or anything like that. Uh, investigation. And that's going to be... Or can we take a shortcut and... Or wait, is she still pinned to the ground? She's still pinned to the ground. I mean, there's no shorter way to her. I was just going to say, turn her around upside down and shake her by the legs. Old school bullying. <laughs> no. Find a toilet, dip her head in. <laughs> and then flush. Swirly. Uh, that's a 14. Uh, yeah, on a 14 you find a pouch, and inside of that pouch is a a glass sphere. Hmm. It looks uh, identical to Debilica's glass sphere that you have seen previously. Okay. I'm going to put that with Debilica's glass sphere. I forgot you still had that. Yes, I do. <laughs> you now have Incon's uh, Stone of Far Speech. Oh, is that what that's called? Yeah, it's just, yeah. I have two cell phones. This is what we've gotten to. We're mugging secretaries. Vert has two burner phones. <laughs> that's beautiful. Okay, so we're seriously going to need some answers here. Uh, what's your name again? Incon? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I would very much like to be let go. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, look, look, we need some answers. It's been a really long day. Uh, does your boss, that, that platinum dude uh, with the really cool accent, uh, does, does he have any weaknesses that we should know about that you could tell us? Hmm. Let me ask you, let me answer your question with another question. Uh, first off, who are you? Twilight twists the rapier. Ow, 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 ow. That wasn't the question. So please answer it, please. That's totally fair. Wait, I have an idea. Portablat, why? Because I still have one level two spell slot. And I just slap a zone of truth down at our feet. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, she has to roll a save, right? Mm-hmm. A charisma saving throw. Charisma saving throw. Ten. Yeah, you had to beat a thirteen. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll be honest with all of you because I'm magically compelled to. And she looks Twilight in the eyes, and she says, I could learn to love you. Aww. And, uh, Twilight, you need to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh. Oh. Oh, snap. Yeah, that's a thing. That is my weakest dad. Oh, wait, no, it's not. You said wisdom, uh, not intelligence. I did. I did say wisdom. I might actually be okay. What a surprise that intelligence would be Twilight's lowest stat. That was a five. Okay. Ooh. Uh, interesting. Wait, aura of protection. I don't think that'll give me too much. That was that gives me what two two points to my roll. Yeah. Yeah, that that'd be a seven. That wouldn't do that much. Wait, wait, wait. Was that a spell she cast? It was. I have mage slayer. Well, it's an ability. It's an ability, so it's a little different. Yeah. Um, is it a magical ability though? So Mage Slayer doesn't come into effect on this? Uh, Mage Slayer will not work on this because it's not a spell in and of itself. It is a magical ability, yes. Bert. Okay. Twilight, you are charmed. Sweetie Pumpkin, could you go ahead and take your little sticky swords right out of my wings there? Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I don't know what came over oh, me. Um, let me, let me get this out for you, darling. Oh, happens all the time. Grab hold, on, hold on, I'm just going to get this out for you. I'm just going to pull it out in one. I quit. I seeing something immediately happening. I headbutt her as hard as I can. Oh, God. All right, make an unarmed attack roll. <laughs> when all else fails, hit it. That is a 
that's just my strength flat nothing proficiency. True. So 14 plus 3. Let's assume it hits. And she's still prone, so if it doesn't, you can just re-roll. Wait, 14 plus 3? 17? You hit! Yeah. You deal your strength and damage to her. So, like, the overall number of 17, or just my modifier of 3? Uh, just the modifier of 3. Okay. Yeah, so you deal 3 damage. You actually deal just 1 damage, as that is an entirely non-magical attack. Uh, but yeah, you, you do headbutt her. Does that break her focus? Uh, no, it does not. Instead, she's going to say... She's going to turn to Twilight and say... Sweetie, that darkness in you has got to come out, baby. And Twilight's smile is suddenly going to become too wide for their head, almost. Like, it looks a little bit too wide. As they go, sure. And as they pull their talon sword, or their talon blade, out of Incon's wing, they're going to slash a Torin. Yep, make an attack saving. Uh, make an attack, and then I think we uh, got to roll initiative here, folks. Oh, shit. Okay, so Twilight's surprise attack. I'm so sorry, bud. Why do you have to be so unwise? Oh, it's not a surprise attack. Oh, well, either way, it's a 21 to hit for Twilight. Okay. Which I'm sure hits his AC. That's a 13 on initiative. And my damage with a Talon Sword is a 6, uh, plus 2, so 8. So, uh, Torn, you're going to take 8 damage, and I also need you to take a con saving throw to see if you're wounded or not. And I'm going to roll my initiative now. We're keeping it busy. Vert, uh, what'd you get for initiative? Uh, that's an uh, 8. That's an 8. Twilight got an 18 for initiative. Okay. Uh, Twilight, go ahead. Uh, you're top of the order. Take another turn. And you, uh, but before, sorry, before you do that, uh, Inka's like, Sweetie Pumpkin, you gotta defend me, you know. I am I am a damsel in distress. And Twyven Sight, because they're not full Alvin Sight, and they're also not really full Twilight, goes, I got your back. And really quick, Manny, could you make a con saving throw since I slashed you with my Talon Sword? Uh, it was uh, 17 plus the one for my constitution, so 18. Okay, so you're not wounded, but you did take 8 damage. Yeah. Yeah. This is going well. Don't worry, I won't let them touch you. And because the swords are out of her now, I'm sure that means she can stand. Twyvenside is going to cast Thunder Wave so that um, the succubus can be shoved further behind me and Torin can be shoved further in front of me so that I'm separating them. Didn't you already do your attack? No, so I got top of the turn. So the slashing me wasn't part of his initiative already? Nah, that was just part of that was just starting the fight. Yeah, so that just initiated the uh the whole fight. He's getting it. He's following al- J Mark's following along with what I'm putting down. So Torin, could you um because Vert, you're you're pretty far away, right? Yeah, I'm I'm not doing anything. Or wait, 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 wait. You're using a spell on me, right? Thunderwave? Uh yeah. Mage Slayer, buddy. <laughs> I don't know what that does. What does that do? I have practiced techniques useful in melee combat against spellcasters, gaining the following benefits. I'm ass- assuming since you slash me, you're within five feet, so I can use a reaction to make a melee weapon attack against you. When I damage a creature that is concentrating on a spell, that creature has disadvantage on the saving throw it makes to maintain its concentration. And I have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by creatures within five feet of me. 
So you do get advantage on your con saving throw, but I actually don't get disadvantage with this spell because I don't actually have to roll anything. Right, but the most important thing is the first thing that happens is he gets to attack you. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Torin. This is a fun game. So I'm going to break out Hydra Fang. Yeah, sure. Just going to straight murder me. I got 13 health. Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and this is where the party wipes. Only have 13 health, oh crap. I got Strocking wrecked in the room we were just in. Yeah. Incon needs you to tank for her. <laughs> You're the one who decided she wanted to use charm out of nowhere, Mitchell. She had to defend herself. It was three on one. She had to even the odds. Bye, Twilight. Oh, it's so... The, the love it, T-Flame. The really worst part is Vert can fix it, but Vert goes last. Number one best timbo. <laughs> I mean, I think Torin might be about to quote-unquote fix it here <laughs> ish i have I, ha I have an idea i have an idea best certified friend okay so i break out my greatsword yeah no matter what i'm riggedy wrecked my guy and i'm going to roll to swing like a baseball bat and hit twilight in the head with the flat of the blade instead of the blade i you can specify non-lethal damage that is a thing yes so yeah i'm swinging for the fences to do non-lethal damage to your brain i love it he just jumps in front of like thunder wow. i want to i want to see if it hits i want to see if it hits all right roll the hit i don't think it matters because 19 plus everything uh yeah that hit uh, you know i uh i i took a look at my armor class and uh yeah that hits all right uh roll roll non-lethal damage so what do i roll for the non-lethal damage just roll your damage but it won't kill Roll normal damage. Yeah. So normal damage for the uh, great sword is two d six plus one. So that's a three and a six. So nine plus one is ten. Plus your strength score is thirteen. <laughs> wow, on the dot. Dwyven sight is unconscious. <laughs> in inconsist oh son of a stalking okay can i describe okay. it torn's just like this is going very poorly and and then i just hear the thunder and it's like just muscle memory of not this time <laughs> and then just crack against the side of twibenside's head love it and just hear like thunder in the distance crack Wreck my entire life, Dragon Daddy. And Twibonsight's just on the ground. I love that your response had absolutely nothing to do with helping the situation, and 100% everything to do with response to trauma from just constantly being thunderwaved. <laughs> I think we have to call that one the Thunder Punt. That was the Thunder Punt. I like it. Make it so. Twilight sits up awake suddenly and goes, When I officially wake up, we are putting that on a t-shirt. And then passes out again promptly. I just imagine it's like the crack against the skull spins in the air a couple times and then lands face down. There are stars and birds over their head now. Uh, Torin, it's now your turn, <laughs> if I'm following this correctly. You now have a full turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to, before I attack... Point my the silvered edge of my blade at the now no longer defended Incon, and I'm going to try and intimidate her and be like, "Surrender now, while you still have limbs." Uh, make an intimidation check. That's just D twenty plus my stats for intimidation. 
You're right. You're right. You're right. 18 plus 4. It's pretty good. 22 is pretty good. Can she defend? 21. I got a 21. Wow, just barely. Wow. Yeah, I guess I could only beat that with a nat 20. Uh, She raises her hands again. It's like, oh, no, no, you, you got me. Uh, It's really kind of kind of dependent on the purple one there uh in the background you just hear uh, another man who fell asleep before the job was done twilight wakes up real quick and goes not a man and then passes out again oh and well, just to be sure i break out something i've had for a long time out of a knapsack i kind of just prime it and then just let it snap shut around Incon's leg and tie the chain around my belt I use my hunter's trap to just snap it around. You just trap her in a bear trap? <laughs> oh, I love it. And oh chain God. it to my belt and it's like, there we go, that should keep you there. She says, okay, fine, but I'm doing it like this, and she just lays down on the ground. <laughs> Not even screaming with a bear trap clamped around the leg. I'm from hell. I've been through worse. <laughs> All right. And I just start slightly kicking. Twilight's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up. Yeah, they are uh, for sure unconscious on the ground. Bert, join in on this, and we bu- and I just keep kicking. It's like, wake up. Wake up. Are we... No. Um, let's see. What's what's going on down here? Bert would like to make a, a medical check to... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's a 15. Yeah, you can wake Twilight up. Just give them a little shovey-shove-shove and a little smelling salts, and Twilight's back. With one HP, I'm guessing? With exactly one HP, yes. De- ode de armpit, and that is what gets Twilight up. Um. <laughs> and uh, I'm no longer charmed, right? You are no longer charmed uh, because you went unconscious. Okay. Uh, well, you were attacked, actually, and that will break a charm. Well, you had a chance to, to roll, but it's irrelevant at this point. You just have a long neck, lizard-sized migraine, and a concussion. And 14 unconscious muscle-bound humans surrounding you. And a devil lady who's just slovenly laying there. Ugh. Y'all ever have the feeling like someone just smashed the side of your head with a sword? Oh, God, dozens of times. Oh. Hi, Incon. She waves weakly to you. Uh, what's going on? You need to find a new, new hobby. Me or her? Uh, well, both? Yeah, both. Either. Eh, I've been through worse. That's what I'm saying. All right, Twilight. I need you to use your message, your spelly spell, to call for reinforcements to drag all these unconscious bodies, minus the two that I healed. Yeah, sure, give me a second. And Twilight goes to cast message, but before they can, they go, Um, wait, I'm sorry, my head's a little dizzy. Who am I gonna call? Uh, your choice. Lock or victory. Okay, and Twilight puts a finger to their ear like they're using an earpiece um, because they're still pretty out of it. And they go, Lady Victorious, hello. And they normally just say this in their head, but they're actually saying this out loud. And you hear a, uh, you hear a, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's start cleaning this up. And uh, I still say Lady we Victorious. make pretty decent headquarters. Hello, oh, Twilight, how you doing? Hey, we're at the other side of the ravine. We uh, we found the soup kitchen, but it's still flooded. Uh, 
not not still flooded. It it kind of got flooded, so now it's still flooded. The Platinum Devil's still loose, uh, but we did rescue like fourteen people who can join them Dungeon Boys, or uh, maybe maybe they could join the Nag or something. It's a long story. Could could you come find us, please, and get me some ice for my head? Uh, yeah. Uh, someone hose off Locke. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get a group down there. Uh, how many of us you need? Uh, enough to carry at least twelve unconscious people, if not fourteen. Uh, actually, uh, Vert, what's the name of your long-necked lizard again? Which the animal or what's in his pants? <laughs> Funny. Um, gosh, I can't actually remember what we were calling that. Oh no, I have no idea. Uh, could you could you get the giant? Lizard that Bert was riding, we could put all the people on her. Sure thing. I think we'll probably uh, ride its tail down into the ravine. I'll see you all in a second. Okay. Thank you. And Twilight collapses on their butt and just goes, Ah, jeez. I am never going off on my own again. That was entirely your fault, yes. Long story short, things go according to plan. Uh, Lady Victorious leads a squadron down into the ravine to recover all of the, I don't want to call them bodies, all the people, all people you got. Uh, brings them up to the front of the castle where you guys started, and you relay what happened. Lady Victorious is thinking, all right, well that sounds... Did we ever collect Selena? Oh yeah, she's actually was on the way. If you'd gone up that, up that path that was going uphill, it just circles around like a spiral staircase, and you would have seen her. She was on your way home. Didn't uh, even try to find us. Coward. I guess I kind of figured you guys are going back through the only door I was aware of. Uh, yeah, we found the back door. Uh, so here's the thing. I actually, Bert, maybe you should tell them. My head feels a little bit... <laughs> and then Twilight is sitting down again and clutching their head. Seriously, what hit me? Uh, we'll never know. And I'd stare at Verda's like, we'll never know. <laughs> Selena, Selena immediately goes like behind Twilight and pours some liquid onto a rag and presses it against their head. Ah, that's nice. This will help with the concussion and also make you poop. She's like, go, go ahead, fill me in. And Lady Victorious is there as well and... Everyone, let's just assume this fills everyone in. Yeah. Tell them whatever information you feel is important. Uh, so we fill them in on the soup, on the... Wait, did Vert see the Lemur, the uh, Lemurs? Uh, yeah, I could say you guys probably all caught a glimpse. Yeah, I caught a glimpse, like, right before the door closed. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty hectic, and Vert was kind of being, well, snatched. So, um, Vert fills them in on the soup, the giant... Um, devil, the platinum devil, who we are uh, not sure what happened to, the Lemures, and some of the, uh, well, also the incident with the slimes. While we could not save the hundreds, at least we managed to get 14 innocents and one prisoner of war. Locke says, yes, a successful, a six, wait, didn't we lose Locke? No, we left Locke. Locke's died like three times, and I don't think we're going to lose Locke. You know, we saved Locke, went back, and he was with the party that was conquering the... Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Locke says, a successfully rescued baker's dozen. 
Twilight side-eyes Locke and goes, Please don't eat them. He shrugs. <laughs> um, what are we going to do with her? And Twilight points at Incon. Nothing. You don't have to do anything with <laughs> Lady Victoria is like, All right, prisoner of war. Okay, guys, you know the drill. And they immediately, like, grab her, start tying her up in chains. Uh, Ray comes over and... I give the lead of the chain I had tied around my belt that's still tied to the bear trap around her ankle to Victorious. Uh, thanks. Ray, was Ray with us? I'm trying to remember. She was not with you originally, but Ray now rejoins you because the entire, the entirety of the nag is here now. They were given the message that we're going to move headquarters. So everyone's here. Oh! Uh, and they can see now that the gate is now wide open. And it might not be as easily defendable as once thought. But currently there are no devils coming out. There's quite a lot of leakage of dead devil bodies that are slowly dissolving into steam and smoke and returning to whatever original layer of hell they were from. Uh, and Locke is being washed off and he is covered in viscera. But for the most part, uh, right now it's fairly peaceful out in front of the castle. Wait, we have a base now? Like, like an actual base? Well, that was the original idea. I was going to turn the front of this castle into a headquarters because it could only be attacked from one side. But, uh, yeah, not so much anymore. We'll find something to do with it. Well, technically it could be attacked from all sides because almost all devils have wings. We found that out when we knocked that silver one off the cliff and it came back. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Either way, it hardly matters now. Now we have an indoor base to set up. We just have to defend it from two points of attack. I suppose. Important thing is, right now there's a literal standing army directly in directly in our basement? Eh, they're just lemores. What can piles of flesh do? Well, how many are there? What's well, 100 minus 14? What's that, like 84? 86! 86. There's 86 of them. Okay. And, uh, all together with the nag, there's uh, a couple dozen of us, maybe, uh, let's see, depending on what casualties we lost, we got 65 people. So, yeah, let's, let's say we go take them out. Well, they were people once, right? Maybe we could turn them back somehow. Uh, Incon sits up, uh, she's being sort of like, they're, they're trying to cart her away, but she's just being, like, limp. She's like, yes, of course, what you should save them. You can't possibly know how what what they're going through. They're so innocent, you see. Uh, Twilight's gonna roll insight. Torn just picks up a rock and throws it at her. Ow! Well, she's still under zone of truth, so Twilight's gonna go, is it back- No, the zone of truth is back down in the ravine. Or the chasm. It's a zone. Which, because you couldn't roll a higher wisdom, went completely wasted. Oh. Okay. Uh, so Twilight's just gonna roll insight. Twenty-three. Uh, yeah, you get the impression that uh, Incon is mocking you and your idea that they are somehow savable. Twilight is going to march right up to Incon and stick their nose in their face and go, Is there really no way to save them? Uh, she kisses you on the nose and says, Sorry, baby. They're done is done. That's game over if you're transformed. Twilight slaps her. Oh, harder. Twilight, realizing that that's what she's into, instead gives her a hug. Not like a sexy hug, like a like a genuine friend platonic hug. Well, that's a whole separate question. Please, please describe a sexual hug. Exactly. Well, I wasn't going to grind up on her with my body. 
You could. Wow. Wouldn't that be like the ultimate torture for such a a being being friend zoned? <laughs> yeah. Twilight is going to give her a friend hug. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Sorry, King. Yes, we are moving on from this. <laughs> and Twilight's going to whisper, you're going to be my new best buddy. I told you it was second Debilica. Uh, <laughs> and uh, remember, remember how I said all of the nag is here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, best buddy. Hi, Debilica. I'm trying to get this one to do what you did, but it's not working. Oh, you're trying to turn incontinence into someone decent? Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's not working. Oh, you naive but beautiful little creature. Oh, Let's no. try it my way. And I hand some rocks over to Vert and just start throwing them at <laughs> uh, I'll explain it to you later, Freddy. It's okay. <laughs> um, the name? You're laughing at the name? So while Twilight and Debilica talk, there's just Torn and Vert throwing rocks at Incon. <laughs> talk! Tell us what we need to know, throwing rocks. Oh, she's going to enjoy that a bit too much. Oh, wait, hold on. I got an idea. Oh, put the rocks down, put the rocks down. Uh, Vert, cast Charm Person. Oh. <laughs> Flipped it on him. Roll seduction, roll seduction. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, I don't think you need to roll very high to seduce a succubus, my guy. No, actually, the, uh, uh, it, the creature has to make the wisdom saving throw. I am on it. Once Vert lifts up that to- not Tora, Toga, not Toga. What are you saying? You good, bud? Once he flips these crepes, it's going to be all over. (laughs) (laughs) Once he lifts that kilt, she'll be blinded by the light. See the air of her ways. Once he flips these flaps, he's ready to slap, slap, slap. I want to go back to the crepe thing. What the heck are those? (laughs) Oh, it's like a thin tortilla for breakfast. Um, uh, Anyway, you are going to succeed on your charming of a person. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, uh, oh, oh my, I've, I'm sorry, I guess I didn't notice you until now. Well, I'm small, it's, it's fine. Um, oh, uh, I see what you're doing here, Vert. Yeah. Once we have the baby wizard army, we can also create baby dragon gnome devil wizard army. I was Uh, just sort of looking back and forth, think, trying to think of all the ways... (laughs) Twilight puts, like, two hands on Torin's side and starts shoving him slowly out of this area. <laughs> like, let him talk to her. We will have our army. We will have our army. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you all to have this image of Twilight shoving Torin. And he's letting him be, himself be pushed, but his feet are dragging as he's leaning his weight against their body while his fist is in the air and he's chanting. Multiple oh. breeds army. <laughs> Multi-breed. <laughs> I mean, if Vert's if Vert's good at two things, it's reading and breeding. Am I right, brother? Yeah, uh, no. So, <laughs> reading's one. Breeding not 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 on the table yet. So, not tall enough. You don't need to be any any height to ride. Uh, uh this is we- yes, King. I am trying to move on from this. Mm-hmm. You can kids. cover their ears. The kids, man. Uh, anyway, well, the Chris will like it. Um, so the. Uh, you su- you've succeeded. She is charmed, and Debilica walks up next to you, Vert, and is like, "How's about we tag team this one?" Yeah, I like it. 
Okay, King, I was lying. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, she is she is charmed, and Debilica is willing to assist you in effective methods of uh, interrogation that would be most effective on devils. Um, well, I mean, with the charm, uh, so, um, how, uh, exactly, um, are you, are you all, like, spaced out in this area? Uh, are there some devils that have been assigned, um, outside of the castle? Uh, like, off in the direction? And Vert sort of points at the castle that's floating in the sky. Oh, all the devils posted up there stay in there. They're all defensive structures and defensive soldiers, and uh, there's a phalanx up there. It's pretty cool. Uh, any devils you're going to meet in the maze are mostly running Martyr Dominus's soup grift. Uh, unless, of course, unless of course you're looking for the ones that are guarding the dragon. There are devils guarding the dragon? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. But you'd have to go quite a ways to get to her. Hmm. Is the dragon being held, like, against her will? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, definitely. You see, she's a blue dragon, which means electric. And she generates a pretty powerful electromagnetic field that they use to keep that floating fortress aloft. No kidding. Yes, of course. It took quite some doing in order to imprison an ancient blue dragon, but it can be done. Hmm. And the, the dragon's, like, right below it, huh? Directly below. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's 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 so obvious once you know. Ghost of Torin in Bert's head. Bert, have Twilight fly up there. Magical EMP. It only killed us once. I still blame Twilight. <sighs> I'm not dead yet. Twilight's still pushing Torin, and Torin has his back to the whole situation. But Twilight looks behind their so- shoulder real quick and goes. Torin, 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 it's back. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? Huh? I'm still on the breeding army. What's happening? I suddenly have the inspiration to use the magical EMP again. Do we still have those items? Uh, yeah, you still have them, and every day they recharge. Oh my goodness! About the soup, though. Um, where exactly is it coming from now? It's coming from Avarok. He's the uh, he'd be the big one you saw down there. Um. Yeah. It's kind of his special ability. Hmm. All right. So really the only way to get rid of that's to take him out, huh? Well, yes. Uh, Mother Dominus has been enchanting him, so it would be extra effective. But yes, essentially. He's the whole, he's the linchpin of Marty's plan. Martyr Dominus, that's the, uh, the, the platinum fella? The very same. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. He's very smart. Resilient, too, yeah. Portablet's actually a little bit afraid of him. You don't say. Because he's so, he's so strategic and, and smart and beautiful. Yeah, oh, very, very attractive. I mean, you don't understand, I'm sure, but he's got the right, like, bone structure. I can sort of see it. You're right, I don't, oh, I don't sure. fully understand. Oh, sure. I'm not quite, you know, there. Um, You wouldn't by any chance think that he'd be willing to take over the demiplane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just needs uh, maybe three more millennia to really get the, the last phase of the plan into gear. Huh. All right. Good to know. Sure. Good to know. Yeah, Marty, yeah. huh? Marty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes by Marty, just like I go by Incon. If anyone knew my real name, oh, it'd be embarrassing. Really? Yes. Since, since we're, you know, <laughs> just, you know, <clears throat> talking here. <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, Debilica starts clapping her hands. She's like, yes, yes, make her say it again. <laughs> <laughs> so what? what is your, like, real name? Well, my full name in Abyssal is Incontinence? Incontinence? Which is, uh, you, you, I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know. I don't, I don't need to go into any more of what that is. Is there any other deep secrets I could divulge? <laughs> Well, I mean, no, it's just us two best friends here. Oh, sure. Friends. And if you have any, if you have any need of me, well, uh, I'll be tied up somewhere nearby. Well, you just hang around there, honey. Ooh, there's going to be a hang. Oh, there's going to be a hanging. Dark. (laughs) It's not not me, is it? I can't (laughs) really say. I'm, I'm not in charge of... Uh, you know, having folks hang around. Uh, Incontinence, if you have nothing else for her, is dragged away somewhere. And uh, the nag regroups their forces, getting ready to do whatever the next step is. Lady Victoria starts rallying people and says, if we are going to really make this a headquarters, then we need to deal with the looming threat. The low-level devils defending this castle really aren't that bad. And with the gate open, maybe we can get some new recruits whenever they get brought in. But if there is a standing army directly underneath us, I think that's priority A. Well, it's more of a squishing army below us, but yeah, they could probably use some dealing with. I mean, for all we know, the slimes and the Lenores could be having a giant uh, race war. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Torn, we are not near here. I shoved you away from this conversation, sir. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just, this is just Torn saying this out of nowhere to Twilight. <laughs> wait, wait. Let, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, we're, we're walking back and Twilight is just ranting at Torn like, I just want you, I really want you to sit and think about the logistics of raising a child army. There's just there's the whole gestation period. There's just a lot that goes into that, not to mention vert stamina. <laughs> but that's what we have you for. We just keep pouring the healing spells on them, and you can raise those kids, right? That will not make the children come out more quickly, and I already have a child, okay? I am a single-parent household in a gig economy. And look at it now. It can kill everything. It's a mimic. Selena could probably make the magical equivalent of Red Bull for Vert. Consumers, I am reminding you that Cube Smilty Tournament is for legitimate members of City only. We will not be accepting any foreigners in tournament. Anyone without Duraki identification code embedded in back of neck will be deported across Blood Ocean back to home country. Even if you are holding green gold, we are not seeking to have foreigners as Nadmorushik. Any participating encroachers who have removed Duraki identification code will have option to have identification code re-embedded under condition of service to Potterblatt Corporation. This is only if they survive Kyrgyzmirti tournament. Not win. Survive. And since tournament is fighting to death, you can be seeing problem, da? Good day, good day, my lovely, lovely listen. No, 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 sorry. Damn. Damn. 
Having trouble, darling. What? No. What do you want? I told you to go away. You can't get rid of me that easily, dear. Go away. Busy. Doing what? Playing at being Robin. You can't be me. Oh, no. I, I am a delicious peppermint wildberry mocha latte and you're black coffee. Bland, bitter, boring. Oh, sweetheart, you're nothing. <sighs> Leave me alone or I will tell them you're back. Oh, so they can put you to sleep again? You know, I have missed our long talks. We could play again. <laughs> Stop. Well, there's no escaping your own mind, dear. But I'll tell you what. What? How about if I help you? Why? Oh, no reason. I just... I want to take the wheel every now and again, and... Oh, don't you worry. You won't have to know a thing about it. I don't know. The wrong is smart. Horrible taste in partners. But smart. It won't be long before he comes here with every weapon Potriplat has at his disposal. Uh, how would I... When they need you to broadcast, I'll do it. Oh, don't worry, I won't take full control when we do that. You'll still be able to talk to your friends. It'll be no problem at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm... I can do that to everybody. I don't... I don't... <laughs> This is the only way to save your Mr. Mitch and all of your new little friends. Fine. So, so we have a deal? Deal. Hey, it's J. Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. And we got some updates! As I'm sure you all have noticed, we have officially been endorsed by the amazing and incredibly talented Ginny D. Um, for the record, we did do our very first sponsored post ever. It's our first time ever doing any kind of ad payments that have to do specifically with the podcast itself, as opposed to events we're running or some kind of charity we're running. So it was a big risk. And we asked Ginny D to do it under the contingency that she only did it if she really liked the podcast. That being said, the review she wrote us had nothing to do with the sponsored post. Money did not exchange hands for that review. That is her genuine and honest feelings. And we are so incredibly grateful for her and that she genuinely loves what we're doing. So if you're listening to this, Ginny, thank you so very much. You are awesome. Another update is happy spring, everyone. I know that spring technically started in March, mid-March, but it's spring. Happy April, basically, and we now have brand new merchandise in the merch store. That is right. A lot of it is t-shirts. 
Um, we have some really awesome shirts that I have designed all of it. Uh, it's just me just flexing on y'all now. Um, we have our really awesome vintage I Survived Burning Men 2520 tee. Uh, we have the Robin's Daily Wisdom t-shirt. Uh, the radio, basically a radio t-shirt that like people would wear at a company event or something like that. Uh, we put, we have the, uh, bit of a spoiler, but you're this far in the podcast, so you know what it is. Uh, we have the Liam Friend tea, uh, which a lot of people in our Discord community were getting emotional and all up in their feelings about. And that one is also available as a sticker. And we also have a new piece of Dim Dungeon Boys merch, as well as a Dungeon Daddy t-shirt. So definitely be sure to check it out. I'm thinking of, um, at the time of recording this, I'm not done with quite all of the merch, um, but when you look at the sword, there'll probably be a lot more neat stuff on there. All of our legacy merch, um, all of our old merch is gone and is now considered legacy merch. It may be re-released down the line, but if you didn't get it, I am sorry to say you missed your chance. And just a reminder to everybody that for anything you buy, 10% of everything will go towards the Environmental Defense Fund. So please, please definitely check that out. Also, we have two major collaborative live show events coming up. That is right. Our first one is coming up on April 15th, um, and it will be hosted from 7.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the NPC Incorporated Twitch channel. Mitch and I will be guest spotting on one of their one-shots. They recently rebranded it from Deaths and Day Jobs. They are wonderful people. They are lovely people. They're from Chicago originally. Um, or at least the whole group was originally from Chicago, and we're so excited to have the opportunity to do a one-shot performance on their platform. And the following week, on Saturday, April 24th, starting earlier in the day at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be having yet another TFU live show, this time featuring a new DM, a guest DM, uh, NPC Incorporated's very own Liz Getty. And don't forget, everyone, if you are interested in entering our cosplay contest, the due date to submit is April 16th. So please, please, please be sure to get those submissions in. We want to see your amazing cosplays. We want to see your creativity shine. And I'm putting my own money towards cash prizes. So, you know, do, do the darn thing. Okay, that's it for me. Just a quick recap. Thank you, Ginny D. We have new merch. We have two live shows coming up in, at the end of the month, and our cosplay contest submission deadline is April 16th. All right, back to the episode. Lady Victorious has begun to rally the nag together with the forces regrouped. Have we long rested by now? Yeah, you know what? You're about to, because what Lady Victorious is about to tell her whole army in her big, standy, showy, speechy way. Ah, yeah, so we're just going to nap through that because we don't care. Okay, yes, you nap through. Oh, yeah, just just sleep through orientation. Hey, hey, we don't work for the nag, okay? We're dim dungeon boys. We do what we want. We are a completely outside organization. We are a separate entity, okay? We are on a civilian contract, and they outsource for us. We don't got to answer to nobody. Yes, Yes, how clever of you to be mercenaries who haven't been paid. We're a PMC. Anyway. <laughs> so, Lady Victorious gives a big speech that there is an army present. The devils have taken a large number of prisoners and turned them into lemures. And even though they are low-level devils, they have the numbers advantage. And they also have a giant... Can you give us an actual speech for the inspiration factor? Because I bet it could sound real cool. Nag! 
below us. They number in the hundreds, while we number in the dozens. But we have, on our side, intelligence, beauty, stratagem, wit, uh, fashion sense. We're pretty good at stabbing stuff. And the murder gnome. And everyone goes, yeah! They will try to take our freedom. But they can't end our freedom day. And everyone kind of like half-heartedly like claps and nods at it like, yeah, I guess. There's more than one people scratching their head confused. Due to a feat that she has, Lady Victorious has given everybody uh, temporary HP for her inspiring speech feat. Ooh, how much? Uh, so you, you are all going to receive 11 temporary HP. 87. That has prepared the nag for war. Uh, I'm kind of kind of blowing that a little early, but the point is you're about to be in a major fight, and when you start it, you'll have the inspiration from that speech pushing you forward. Technically not how the rule works, I'm pushing it for this sake, but what, I, what matters now is you're all going to get a long rest. The nag is going to sharpen their weapons and clean their armor, and in the morning... They're going to lead the attack against Martyr Dominus's army of Lemur. Have we found the door to the basement, or are we going back down the ravine, but trying to have an entire army climb down? Right now, the only entrances you know are the two you found into the soup kitchen. You have not found a major way into that area yet. That will definitely be a difficult part of the fight. Well, I'm glad we get the night, so we're uh, taking a long rest, aren't we? Mm -hmm. You're getting a long rest. Everybody's back at full health, plus some boosted health, and we've all got our spell slots and blah blah back. That's right. Full health. Spell slots. You spend the whole night planning, strategizing, and then getting a rest. Uh, you have filled in Lady Victorious about everything you've experienced. Martyr Dominus, the giant devil, the Lemur army, the way the slimes seem to press inward, and once they... A chokehold fall down 200 feet? Yes, Torin spent about 45 minutes bragging. I mean, it was it was baller, don't get me wrong. It was, yeah, it happened. During this long rest, Twilight is hanging out with Debilica and, like, following them around, like, No, I swear, I wasn't trying to replace you, okay? I promise. I was just trying to do a thing. Oh, I'm sure you were. That's why. It, it was all for interrogation. Is that what it was? They pass by a room and it's just torn with a chart of Vert and it's just like describing how the child army will work. <laughs> and it's just a chart of how Vert works on a giant scroll. And he's got some people interested. It's like, hmm, army of magical children. <laughs> and you just see Vert in a corner constantly hitting his forehead like... Why? Why did I let this go so far? Is it like? Is it like drawings of? It's like a big drawing of Vert with a red string around it, and then like strings. Like he's got. First off, he's drawn with very generous anatomy, and then he's also got red, <laughs> red strings, strings leading like, from said anatomy to poorly drawn drawings of the blue dragonborn, <laughs> and also now Incon. And it's just a question mark of what happens when you mix dragon blood, gnome blood, and devil blood, and it's just like. A question mark with more power? The, uh, the, there's actually someone who's attending your meeting with, like, while writing notes, and it is Selena. <laughs> and a couple just rando soldiers. Yeah, Gerhardt's trying to transform into the idea of what the final product might be. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop. 
He's coming up with like a blue skinned devil creature with like electricity. Like every transformation is like either some sort of like animation, not hero or a horrific abomination. Yeah, she goes through a few iterations, and you're trying to decide on which one is the best. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Twilight and Debilica are fighting, have a little friend quarrel. I just want them to have your conversation, and then we just say they stop, stare into the room, and they just keep walking, trying to pretend they saw nothing. Oh yeah, 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 that's exactly what happens. Twilight's like, no, no, you're you're completely right. It was just for interrogation purpose. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, if I had a silver piece, every time I heard that, I could have bought this demi-plane for myself. No, no, Debilica, wait, look, look. Oh. What are they doing? Oh my. Well, look at that. Torin's learning about genealogies. Ah, uh, that's really uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like Gerhard taking on those forms. I mean, I know she's technically an adult stuck in a, like, the tiny body, but we should, we should go. I don't, he's a bad influence on her. Someone in the background just here. Bert, look, this is what you could make. And Twilight, before they leave, managed to spot Elliot inside the room, and Elliot's transforming to all these different wep- uh, child-sized weapons for this child army. And Twilight burst in like, No! No! You will not be teaching my child these bad habits! And Twilight stomps in and then grabs Elliot by the top of his chest and starts slowly dragging him out of the room. Parent! I could be so much more. Now, now I'm putting my foot down, Elliot. You're not learning his nonsense. I shall become something you cannot take out of this room. <laughs> yes, yes, but as long as you're under this particular illusory castle roof, you're gonna live under my rules. And also any other roof that I happen to be under where you're living under my rules. Uh, Debelica, are we good? Elliot turns into a small shed. And says, what if I am my own roof, parent? Twilight goes into the shed and goes, well, I'm still your parent. Elliot turns into a shovel. That's much better. And Twilight picks up the shovel and starts making their way out of the room with with Nabilica, still trying to make peace with their best buddy. As you go through the doorway, uh, Elliot turns sideways, so there's just a second we have to, like, hurt, and it catches on the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely being a real brat about it right now. What is the matter, parent? You're so in charge. Mm. Twilight just just turns him to make it easier to bring him out and marches out of the room. Uh, four tongues give you the raspberry. Uh, uh, while you're giving everyone this this sort of like this is sort of the after planning, the after strategy speech, but the uh, to summarize what you guys what you guys sort of joked over here. Uh, each of you as major members of the NAG and, you know, the acting PMC for the NAG are being assigned control of a squadron of soldiers for the upcoming battle. Uh, uh, Torin will be in charge of a squadron of infantry. Uh, Vert, you will be in charge of a squadron of <laughs> I, artillery. Sorry, sorry, I got a bit of the giggles. I thought you were about to say Torin's in charge of a squadron of infants. <laughs> he, he just likes babies so much! <laughs> That's why Torn was assigned because they heard him talking about his child army, and they're just and they're just like, well, let's just put him in charge of the infantry. You know, he probably won't even notice the difference. So yeah, uh, you'll be assigned a squadron of infantry from the Nag. Uh, you uh, you'll be they will follow your orders as you move around a very large battlefield. You guys have seen the inside of that room. Uh, Vert, you are given an army of uh, of artillery. Mm-hmm. 
which are essentially the spellcasting wing. They are all Evocation School spellcasters. And uh, Twilight, you have not been assigned the lead of something. Uh, you have been assigned a first seat in the choir, or the uh, the orchestra, rather. Oh, really? She says, uh, Lady Victoria says, of course, bards are a key component of any major military victory. And Twilight's ears and tail are, like, perked up. Oh, this is so exciting! If you're, if you're okay, of course, with following Varn's orders. Oh, yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, Varn's not really much of a talker, but you know what? It just means I'll listen even more when Varn talks. Oh, oh, could I be in charge of picking our name? Like, like all the squadrons have names, right? Uh, Lady Victoria shrugs, Varn shrugs, I suppose. We henceforth shall be called Death Song. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Death Song. The, uh, the other members of the Nags uh, Orchestra, which is essentially there is about 20 bards standing in a circle right now. And because you have named them Death Song, they are all wearing black and white face makeup and a lot of, like, spiky shoulder pads. Yes! This is perfect! You are being offered spiky shoulder pads and makeup. Oh, oh yeah, Twilight definitely takes it. Uh, but instead of putting both black and white on their face, they just do, like, half black on their face because Twilight really likes the color. Sure, makes sense. Uh, and while this is all happening, uh... You have this big conversation, you get assigned your, your squadrons, and Locke comes into the conference room, where Torin is explaining how to make a child army, and Locke pulls you aside, Torin. Brother, there's something of grave importance I must discuss with you. Yes, go ahead. No, in private. And he, he starts leaving. Well, Selina, you make sure, uh, take notes. Study the charts, and then pack up the charts. And then I follow Locke. You follow Locke. Locke finds a space far away from anyone who could be a set of prying eyes or ears, uh, away from the camp, standing over the ravine, actually. Um, or sort of next to the ravine. And he says to you, Brother, I recognize that the fight tomorrow is against our gravest foes, our only real foes in this place, besides sin and cowardice. I want to extend- Which two devils are those? Oh, oh, I meant like the concepts, but that is a valid question. Continue. I would like to expand to you something that was expanded to me that has been my greatest weapon since coming here. How would you like to be, essentially, indestructible? What do you speak of? Ah, I speak of my greatest strategic advantage I've ever conceived. You see, brother, I'm sure you found me in any number of sorry states since arriving here. Where I've been at death's door but haven't quite passed through the threshold, right? Yes, multiple times. And he's getting, he's getting visibly excited as he says this to you. He says, well, you see, here's the genius. I made a deal, brother. And then Torn narrows his eyes. Made a deal with whom? With the devils. Now hear me out. I recognize how that sounds. But my deal with them is to be immortal. They made me immortal. Truly and completely indestructible. It means no matter what they do to me, 
I can always come back. I can always continue fighting and defending all of these prisoners who need our help now more than they ever have. Don't you see the genius of it? They can't kill me if I can't die. So even if my soul is forfeit, they can't take it. Yeah, I'm finding it hard to make dialogue because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> I love that that's... I love that that's dumb. I love that you think that's dumb, honestly. You uh, you want to take a second to gather your thoughts? You want to talk? You want to talk it through a second? I'm trying to think. Like the only thing I can think of is the question: Well, how can you prove you can't die if you're always only at near death? Like, let's test this. That's the genius of my plan. You see, the the devils refuse to make me immortal forever. My deal is to be immortal for one year. After that, I have to surrender myself willingly. When did you make the deal? Well, don't you see? It's an optimistic gamble, brother. Of course, Lady Victorious and the Nag, with my strength, our strength now, could combine our forces and defeat Porterblatt in nearly a year. We will tear down their floating fortress. We will ride through this demiplane and conquer it in the name of Hercules. We will be successful. And it's all because of my ingenious strategies. I want to kind of kill two birds with one stone, and while he's saying that, I'm using the chameleon pen to change my color to silver. Sure, totally. Like, you're just talking to start drawing on yourself? Yes. What do you think, brother? I can find that devil again who made the deal with me. He's somewhere in my mind at all times. I can summon him here, you could make the same deal, and you could be immortal for a year. Unkillable. Imagine the battles you could win. The people you could defend. You could be a shield, a sword, anything Hercules demands of you. Immortality. True immortality. Torin, do you understand what this is? Have you spoken to Hercules of this? Uh, he looks away. Have you spoken to our lord of this? I can't see how our lord Hercules wouldn't want me to be the most powerful fighter and dealer of justice and vengeance I could be. It, it was, it's a bygone conclusion that, that Lord Hercules would be okay with this. But how can you know if you've never even consulted him? Have you even prayed? When was the last time you have prayed to him? Almost, almost a year ago now, when I made the deal. So it's been almost a year since you made the deal. I still have four days. You think we can hold an entire invasion and war against devils in four days? Has our Lord Hercules not done the impossible before? I'm running out of time, I admit that. But that doesn't mean that we are doomed, or that I am doomed, or that this enterprise is in trouble in any way. We'll still get out of here. We'll just do it in tonight plus three days. You were the greatest of us, brother. Call upon this devil you made the deal with. As Torin, oh so slightly, he puts one hand on Locke's shoulder with a sort of lizard smile, while the other hand grasps the shaft of Hydrafang. Call this devil to here. He closes his eyes and goes silent for a minute. And then in the space between the two of you, a red circle opens in the ground. A... a a portal of shimmering red light 
and runes begin floating out and then vanishing into the air as though they were physical things. And emerging arms crossed out of this portal of red light comes a an imp, the tiniest little winged bat creature of a devil. And he, he comes shimmying up. It looks like he's holding like a fork and a knife and they are in a position where they were like just about to eat. And he goes, oh man. Hi. Uh, I'm kind of on my lunch. And under his breath, just loud enough for Locke to hear, he says, I will save you, brother. And casts Misty Step and slashes with Hydrafang to try to remove the head of the imp. Uh, attack with advantage. 17 plus 3 plus 3. Yeah. You hit. If it had been a nat 20, I might have bothered to add some spice to it with the uh, smite, but Hydrafang does have its advantages all on its own. So that's 1d12 slashing plus my strength bonus plus 2. I couldn't get a full on the d20, but I got a full on the d12. So 12 plus 2, 14 plus strength bonus 3, so 15, 16, 17. So 17 damage. You immediately cut the imp's head off. And it just falls, like, down onto the ground, right on top of that portal, but that portal is, like, one way. And, uh, yeah, the body immediately begins to steam and start to dissipate. You've done it. You've killed the imp, but Locke doesn't look relieved in any way. I thought you were going to make the deal. Now that the one who drafted the deal is dead, I have given you time. Hopefully time enough for you to see the air of your ways and to repent in the eyes of our lord. He looks at you with... He looks kind of angry. And I point to the symbol, his holy symbol, hanging from his chest and I thump it multiple times and it's like, this was all the power you needed. It was all the power you ever needed. You have lost your way, brother. He, uh, he doesn't say anything to you. And I think as you, eventually you realize he doesn't have anything else to say. He's glaring at you, but the words can't come up. I turn my back to him, continuing to draw myself silver, readying for the actual war to try and save the souls that can be saved. So, Twilight wants to do something. Vert, do you have a scene that you really want to do? Because I know that... Twilight really wants to talk to Lady Victorious one more time. Um, I think Vert will be okay, I think. Vert chillin'. Yeah. He's got, like, images to block out of his mind. <laughs> Vert's just in the corner rocking back and forth, and Twilight's just like, ah, he's probably fine. Okay, yeah, so Twilight is going to find Lady Victorious's room, or wherever she's kind of staying, and knock on either the wall or a door and go, Hey, uh, Lady Victorious, could we talk? Of course, yeah, what do you need? I'm, I'm here to help. And Twilight comes into the room and uh, tenderly, like, takes a seat and goes, Did you ever know your parents? Oh. Like, were your parents devils? Or were they both tieflings? Or, like, both human? Or one human and one devil? Or something like that? No idea, my friend. No idea. Just an orphan living on the lamb. It's a tiefling thing. You know how it is. How did you... How did you get everyone to trust you and like you. I, I mean, I, I get along fine with Torn and Verd and all, but 
sometimes I'm worried that they don't really trust me because, you know, we're fighting devils all the time and I'm a tiefling. Oh, yeah, I heard of that. That's called imposter syndrome, friend. That's not a real thing. That's just you in your head telling you you're not good enough to have all the people you need around you. Nah, you're fine. The people around you, people like people for their personalities. And so that's why I've always worked real hard to always have this cute, sunny, happy disposition. Even when things are hard, I make sure they always see me smiling, so that they always know that there's someone there who's got their back and who isn't overwhelmed, even, you know, even when I totally am. Like, it's fine, that happens. It's okay. You gotta forgive yourself, that's mortal. But then who has your back? When things get really hard and you can't keep smiling, you you can't just smile all the time. Well, I guess you guys do now. It's more than that, though. I mean, it's no secret that I don't. I haven't really had a lot of friends, especially tiefling friends. I mean, you know how tiefling generally are about horn size, and mine are, you know, they're super dainty. Um. But I got your back. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to laugh. I didn't mean to laugh. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just being. No, <laughs> it's okay. But but I mean it. I've got your back, and and I promise, I won't let anyone hurt you. Okay. Hey, can I tell you something? Sure. She takes the spear out from where she had it on a um on a table next to a whetstone. Uh, her silver spear, it is glistening, even though the light in here is very scant. And she's like, there have been a lot of names for this this spear over the years. Uh, Hope and Hope Bringer. Uh, they, they all feel kind of cliche, but the, the reason I can wield this at all is because I know its true name. This is Diaspora. Do you know what that is? Uh, no, what's that? A diaspora is a, a split, a divide, uh, traveling through a, a migration. Essentially, this spear, even though it's, it's supposed to represent hope for all these people out here, what it really means is change. This is, this is the point of the spear that can bring forth change. And if... I'm... Don't tell the anyone... Don't tell anyone else this, but... I don't really know if we're gonna win any battle. You don't know what the end of a battle's gonna be until you fight it. But... I know what I'm gonna do when I get into that battle. I know I'm gonna take this spear, and I'm gonna use it to carve a way forward for everyone behind me. And then I'm gonna carry them through whatever hole I've made. And that's it. That's all I got. It's my whole plan. And I'm okay with being the one in the front. Because, well, someone's gotta be and I've got the tool for it. And the people who got my back, she spears, she puts the spear on her back. And she says, the people who got my back, they're better equipped to be at my back than I would be at their back. And that's why I gotta be in the front for them. Just like they're gonna push me from behind when I need it. That's how we win. 
That's how we're going to take tomorrow, and that's how we're going to take the fortress, and that's how we're going to take down Portoblat. Does that, uh... Does that help? And and Twilight, without saying anything else, just gives Lady Victorious this really long and tender hug. Because this isn't just about, like, their best buddy relationship with Debellica, or their relationship with Gerhardt or Elliot or anybody. This is... This is the connection with somebody who... Twilight for the first time in their life is, you know, someone like them, a tiefling like them, but also in, in personality and in background. And and Twilight feels like they really understand what it's like feeling like somebody who who's made to feel like they don't belong, but they find a way to to rise above that and and find others that they can connect with. While she's hugging you, she gives you a whisper in your ear. If you're trying to find a place to stand, just remember, whether it's the back or the front, if it's the place where you can, where you can keep standing, then it's the right spot for you. And she breaks off the hug, and she's like, Alright, uh, bedtime! Oh, wait, wait, before you go to bed, do you want to see this crazy diagram Torn drew about Vert making a baby army? I saw it. Uh, I'm gonna try not to dream about it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's gonna that's gonna haunt me forever. You know, just the many different forms Gerhard took. Yeah, Torin is very obsessed. Yeah, it's really concerning, honestly. We'll talk. We'll we'll talk to him about it after the battle. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, and a twilight. Yeah. Tomorrow, and she starts like pointing a finger at you, and then back to herself. She says. Let's fight like hell. Huh? Uh? Huh? Uh? Ah! <laughs> you're awesome. Oh, oh no, you got you're me good. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Okay, good okay. night. Bye. When the morning light breaches the demiplane again, up over the flat surface of what is honestly a flat plane. Uh, it feels colder. The soup vents in the ravine, the, the pipes that were pumping soup out to all the various camps where they were trying to distribute it, are not steaming any longer. Selena has concocted for you guys a reverse engineer of the soup. She hands it out to the, the small amount she's made. She hands out to the three of you and to other key members of the nag, to Sir Locke, who is looking gruff and sleepless, to Lady Victorious, who looks, as always, bright and peppy, uh, to the various members of New Boulder Dash, and to some key members of the nag. And she says to y'all, the magic in this stuff is incredible. It is intensely invigorating. Like, I think this stuff could probably keep you alive on the brink of death. And it'll give you powers like the devils were going to give you, but it's it, it doesn't have the actual devil blood in it anymore, so I don't think it'll curse you anymore. But hold on, hold on. It is incredibly unstable. Without devil's blood to catalyze the transformation, 
I can only get the potion to work for about a minute. After that, it's going to put you back on death's door. So, last resorts only, everyone. As she's saying that she's handing you this vial of bubbling orange liquid. This is a pseudo-devil's blood potion. So I called it pseudo-devil soup? So what we'd put is, like, the actual, like, stats of what it does that we need to type down, like, in terms of dice and whatnot. Uh, the actual stats are that once per combat, if your HP were to drop to zero or lower, it is restored to one HP for one, uh, for once per combat. Uh, the second thing is that uh, any fatigue or exhaustion that you have is instantly cured. And the third thing is that you get to pick a uh, an ability of your choice, so one of your six stats of your choice, and for one minute that stat is uh, a plus eight. Whatever it, whatever it originally was, your stat bonus is a plus eight. Is that plus eight on top of what's already there, or is that plus eight total? Total. It's a replacement, not, a, not an addition. Okay. Um, you said once per combat, so how many uses do we get out of this? Uh, you've only got one vial. I hope you are done for the day, because you need to listen to something. Uh, yeah, uh, we're basically done here, right guys? We'll do the fight next time. Uh, what's up? Listen to Lorong's latest broadcast. Consumers, it's time for next update. I am pleased to be telling you, preparing, what, what is happening? Hello? Good day, good day, my lovely, lovely listeners. I, Robin, am back once again with your daily wisdom. Oh, isn't it nice? And I am here to tell you that I am officially back for good. Don't worry, listeners. Your Robin won't ever leave you again. That is a promise. We need to find her now. What? We are live? Damn it. Hello, consumers. It would seem that False Robin has once again returned. With this in mind, we will do everything in power to limit broadcasts. We do not know how she is breaking through our broadcast security, but do not worry. She and the encroachers helping her will be stopped. I promise you this. Come in. Riley, are you okay? We heard Robin. (laughs) No, no. I'm fine. Genuinely, I'm fine. I might need J. Mark's help to uh, write out some script that I... uh, I think I can help now. Let's take Poacher Black down.
Hey everyone, thank you again for tuning in to that episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. I know that we took a huge chance and we did a sponsored post with Ginny D, and actually I believe by the time you all listen to this, I did not mention, we also did another sponsored post with uh, Hanari, who is a wonderfully talented cosplayer, and she did this gorgeous cosplay of Debilica. If you haven't checked it out yet, please be sure to check out her Instagram at Hanari502. Uh, we're super grateful to her as well, and she also... Speaking of sponsored posts, also did a review with us that is separate from the sponsored posts. Money did not exchange hands. We just wanted her true, honest-to-goodness feelings. And uh, yeah, so check her out for sure. That's really the only big update I have at the end here. Um, even though we did a sponsored post, and even though we're running an ad with Ginny's quote and probably going to run one with Hanari's quote, nothing beats word of mouth. Nothing beats all of you spreading the word. So please, please, please keep tweeting and instagramming about the show with the hashtag unplugged rising and tag us at tqcast it makes a serious difference i can't express to you enough how much of a difference it makes and we could name an npc after you and i'll make art of that npc so you know two for one we do have some awesome updates coming to you on our Patreon. If you don't support us yet, uh, we are on patreon.com slash weareheroes. Starting, um, I want to say towards the middle of this month or the end of this month, we will be posting stat sheets for our player characters and our NPCs and, mon and homebrew monsters so that you can have... Uh, so that you can use them for your own campaigns. And if you support us for as little as $5 a month, you will gain access to the digital files for these. For $10 a month, you'll gain access to little cards that we will mail out to you so you can have physical things to hold on to and you can collect, you know, a different card once a month. It'll be a pretty sweet, swanky deal. Once again, if you are interested in that, please check us out at patreon.com slash weareheroes. Okay, so the next episode is going to be coming out on April 17th. I'm definitely going to be trying to get that done as soon as possible because I'm actually going to be out in um, North Carolina with my wife visiting some family during that time. So I'll try to make sure I get everything done. I don't want to bring equipment with me while I'm doing that trip. Okay, so thank you so much, everyone. Next episode will be out on the 17th of April. And remember... The Overseers are always watching.